1 is the first verse I was going to share, and then the second verse, uh, just referring to um, John 17, um, where the Lord talks about unity in the church. So uh, let me read this uh, proverb to you. The first verse, Proverbs 21.1. The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. So, speeding up to this 21st century, instead of kings, we have presidents in our country. So, there hasn't been a king or a queen or a prince or a president that God has not appointed and set into that office. Same goes true for America. There has not been a president that has been elected in America that was apart from God's sovereign plan. So he was not surprised on election day at any point in time when any of those presidents were installed. So um, it also says that the heart of that president, our next president, is in the hand of the Lord. And like like a stream of water, he can direct it as he wills, as God wills. So I want to pray that verse. And also, um, the other verse was that the Lord put on my heart was John 17. John 17 is about unity in the body of Christ. And you don't have to read the Bible and the New Testament and the book of Revelation for a very long time before you realize that we are coming into some turbulent times as we get closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. So in those turbulent times, what I feel we need to ask God for is for greater unity in the body of Christ. That's a time for the body of Christ to be together to be speaking the same thing and understanding the same thing and having the same view of what is happening in the world around us. So I want to pray for unity in the church in America and even on a local level for uh, churches in Warsaw. So if you all can join me, um, let's approach God in prayer. Heavenly Father, you are great. You are a great sovereign God. You have... You are the one who sets kings in place, and you are the one who is going to set this next president in place, God. And I just ask you to surround our incoming president with godly counsel, Lord, that you would raise up prophetic voices around them, that they would give ear to those voices, they would hear your wisdom, and and that you would direct the heart of our next president, Lord, sovereignly by your hand, dreams, visions, through godly counsel that you would surround that person with. Lord, I just ask you to do that. And I ask, Lord, for your church in America, Lord, that we would be united together. Lord, that we would have leaders that would be raised up, that would speak your word, your wisdom, and bring clarity to the things that are happening now and the things that are going to happen in these next terms, Lord. Lord, that if we would come into a troubled time, that there would be a voice of, there would be a us, God, and give us understanding. Join us together, God. Join us together local community, God, with other Christians and other churches as we would unite in prayer together, God. I just ask you to do it. I believe that you showed me that you're going to do it. And Lord, I just ask you to bring that level of unity and that level of your kingdom to come to Warsaw, Lord, and let it be a demonstration, like it says in John 17, let it be a demonstration of your sovereign work among your people, God. I pray that you would give us unity. God. Amen. Pastor Tom. Thanks, Frank. 
I don't, I don't know that I actually have a message more than just kind of, maybe let's just call it a devotion. Just kind of an encouragement. It's kind of a interesting Sunday that we celebrate baptisms, and then now we're going to talk about politics. But, but I just wanted to share my viewpoint, and I believe it's biblical. But I, I just simply wanted to share a view of of where we're at and what's taking place Tuesday. And and I'm just going to say straight up. Right from the top, I am extremely excited about the elections on Tuesday. I am. I've, I've been excited. And, and as we're approaching, this excitement, this anticipation is building within me. And I think there's two reasons why I'm excited. The first reason is that I think it was probably close to 18 months ago that this ball started rolling. And we're getting close to the end. And... I'm excited to see what the outcome is. I'm excited to see who, who is going to be elected president of the United States. I just am. I'm really excited about that. I'm also excited that it's going to be over. <laughs> I'm really excited. I wonder, I wonder how many celebration parties are going to happen on Wednesday that doesn't celebrate who got elected, but just that celebrate it's simply over. Yeah. Because I'm tired of the commercials. The trash commercial. I want to I wanna go back to the commercial where there's a big bear trying to sell me toilet paper. And he's like rubbing it on his face. And, I, oh, I want Charmin because of the bear. The bear made me want Charmin. I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm just, you know, you watch a football game and you have to listen about how some politician that's running for local government ripped us off. And then you, the next commercial is the other politician that ripped us off. And I'm just tired. And so I'm excited that it's going to be over. But I, I truly am. I'm truly excited that, that we are going to see the outcome of this. Because hasn't this been one of the craziest political cycles we've been in? I, I, don't, I honestly don't know if there hasn't been one that's been more crazy than this. I feel like both sides, on whether we're talking local poli- politics all the way up through the presidency, has pulled out as much trash and dumped it on the table... And that's what's going to convince us on who to vote for. And, and I'm like, I'm just ready to move on. I'm ready for us to just keep going and not have to listen to it anymore. And, and, and my, my opinion is when we all go out and vote and we, we tick our, our box on who, who we choose, then we've done our, our responsibility or our right, and then we, we accept who, who, what the outcome is. And so I'm hoping by Tuesday night we will say, yeah, it's over. And maybe some people say, yeah, that person got elected, or yeah, that got, person got I'm just going to be, yeah, it's over. That's going to be what I'm excited about. Now, here's the thing that I'm not. I'm not scared. I am not scared. I've never been scared. I've never had an ounce of fear in this entire crazy process of who, who's going to be elected. I just haven't. There's not been one time in this whole process where, as, the, as we've seen the polls rise and fall for, for each candidate, that I've had an ounce of fear. I just have not. And I, and I really believe that as, as Christians, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, if you've come to a place of saying, Jesus is my Lord, that there's not a place for fear when it comes to our elections. I, just, I, don't, I believe that when we, when we allow fear to come in, in the topic of, of politics, that we're stepping out of the umbrella of what Christ has for us, and we're starting to take on our own 
opinions and doing our own thing. And that's, and that's out, of, out of what God would have for us. And so this morning, I simply want to talk about just three reasons why we don't need to be in fear. And so what I'm hoping is going to happen, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that if you're a person that's freaked out about Tuesday, there'll be an, an ounce of roll after today that where you say, ah, because of, of Scripture, because of truths, because of facts, I don't have to be afraid. That's what I'm hoping. I'm just hoping that we walk out of here this morning and we could be excited that we get to see who's going to be our president while we live in America. And we're excited to, for it to be over and we get to have Charmin commercials. And, and I'm just, I'm, what I'm hoping is that we will just come to a place of understanding what God says about our presidential election that's going to happen on Tuesday. Frank preached most of the message, so like I said, this isn't a message. If you have your Bible, because in devotions you use a Bible too, Turn to First Timothy chapter two. We're going to land in that in that um, those verses towards the end here. But just honestly, hold me to it ten or fifteen minutes, and we're going to be out of here. Okay. So 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 three reasons why we don't need to live in fear. The first reason, and the number one reason why why I have not been afraid, is I finally I think in my life I, I'm really understanding that God is sovereign. That God is sovereign. Now, so, the sovereignty of God is a big word. It's a word that when I first heard it, I was like, I, I don't know if I completely understand that. Because like Frank said, we live in a, in a country of where we elect and, and where we have presidents. And, and they have people that they, you know, they are advised by. But if you live in a sovereign nation where there's a king, you understand sovereignty. And sovereignty means that there's one person that is in charge. And so when I say God is sovereign... He is in charge. This is what it says. The sovereignty of God means that he has total control over all things. Total control over all things. Present and future. Nothing happens that is out of his knowledge and control. Just these, these are solid words. All things are either caused by him or allowed by him for his own purpose and through his perfect will and timing. He is the only and absolute and omnipotent ruler of the universe and is sovereign in creation, providence, and redemption. Let that sink in. God is. God is. Romans 11.36 says, For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for, intended for his glory. There's a key word in that verse, and it's the word everything. And I think in times of our lives, we, we, can, we can say, we can understand that verse, everything. But then there's other times when we forget that word, everything. And it means everything, even in politics. God is sovereign. Frank said it. There has not been a, a president installed in our country ever that God didn't allow. Appoint, allow, he wasn't surprised. He wasn't taken off guard. It wasn't a, a, a it, it didn't, didn't slide in through the back door. God allowed it. God's in charge. This should be a liberating thing for us as, as followers of Christ. When we listen to what we're seeing on the TV, social media, what's coming down the pipe, we can look at it and we can say, oh, wait, but God's in charge. Oh, wait, God's in control. Oh, wait, God has this. And I'm a follower of Christ. God's sovereign. See how quickly I'm moving through this? Romans 13.1. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authorities come from God. 
and those in position of authority have been placed there by God. It's scripture. Hold on to that. We don't need to be in fear because God is sovereign. Second, we don't need to be in fear because we have a different citizenship. If you are a follower of Christ, your citizenship is not USA, is not of this world. Your citizenship is laid up and tied in with the kingdom of God. Because God is our king, we fall under him. I I think of it this way, and I might have said this before. When my daughter graduated from junior high, she got like, you know, you get this little junior high award, right? But then she goes to high school, and now she's, I'm hoping I could explain this correctly. This is off the cuff, so just pulled it off and. No longer does the junior high thing matter because she's now in the high school. Does that make sense? And so with us, when, when we're in this world and of this world, we're, we're citizens. We're subject to the junk of this world. When we come to Christ, we have graduated into God's kingdom. And no longer are the, is the junk of this world are we subject to. We still have to deal with it because there's just this weird weight that we're in for God to come fully establish his kingdom. But... but we don't have to let it affect us because our citizenship, our mind should be looking over junior high into, into our profession, into, into God's kingdom, if that makes sense. 1 Peter 3.20 says that we are aliens and strangers in this land. Philippians 2.19 says we are citizens of God's household. And 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are ambassadors of Christ while we're here. When we're, when we're citizens of God's kingdom and we understand that we're citizens of God's kingdom, the fear of who's going to be elected on Tuesday shouldn't be there. We should understand God's sovereign. He's, going to put, he's, he's already chosen who that's going to be and allowed who, who's, who's going to be our president. And our citizenship is placed in a higher place with, within God's kingdom. And it, puts us in, it should put us in a different mindset of how we look at what's taking place in our world. God's sovereign. He's in charge. We are citizens of this king, of God's kingdom, not this world. And the, the final one is that as people of God, we have a job to do. When it comes to the election that's taken place, God's given us a job that we should have been doing from the beginning. From the, from, from the first time the, the, the two candidates were announced, there's a job that we've been given. And it, honestly, at times I've been a bit embarrassed when I've flipped on social media and I've watched some of the comments and some of the posts that my friends are putting up. Maybe some of the comments and posts that Christian leaders in America are putting up. I've, I've honestly been embarrassed to be tied in with people. And I've, I've spent many times shaking my head at what in the world? Why would you put that on there? Because, because we've, we've not done the job God's given us and we've taken on a different job. We've taken on a job of being, of, of, have given our opinion or of of given our moral code to the world and our job we find in in first timothy so if you turn if you turned your bible there it's it's chapter two verse one through three it says i urge you first of all to pray for all people ask god to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them pray this way for kings and all who are in authority in authority 
so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So Christians, what is our job when it comes to this election? Our job is to pray. Just honestly ask yourself, have you been posting more than you've been praying? Have you been trembling more than you've been praying? Have you been talking more than we've been praying? One of the things I love about Frank's group, besides we get to eat hamburgers, is that he, every week, he challenges us for a take-home to go pray, to fast a meal, spend that time praying for our country, doing the job that God's called us to do. First, in in chapter 1, or verse 1, it says to pray for people, ask God to step in, and give thanks for everything. There's that everything word again. Verse 2 says to pray for kings and those in authority. That means our president, our upcoming president. And it says that we should pray so that we can live peaceful lives. See, we all want peace, right? We all want, we all want peace in this land, but we, we think the peace is going to come through a political leader who makes order the way we think it should be made. And that's when we put in our, our, our hope and our trust in our political system. And God's saying it's going to come when we pray to him, when we give thanks to him, when we ask him to intercede on the behalf of those in in leadership. It says in in verse 3 that we should walk in in godliness and dignity. And that's where the embarrassment comes in for me. When I see some of the stuff posted on social media, I don't see a lot of godliness. And honestly, some people lose their dignity real quick when when they... What's it called when you see something and you want to you share it or whatever? Is it called share? I'm looking at the people I know are on Facebook a lot. You share, you know, you, do, you don't even find the post yourself. You just click share and it goes all over the place. I think, man, you've lost your dignity. We need to be godly people. When we're godly people, it means we walk with God. It means we're people devoted to God. We're gripped by God's love. We understand how much God loves us so much that, that all the... Junk that's being spoken, it doesn't, it doesn't, we don't allow it to affect us. And we thirst for God. So, so this is, the, this is the, the question. Do you, do you walk in understanding of God's sovereignty? Do, are you able to say, God, you are big God? Or, or is God small God for you? If he's big God, that means he's big God and he's, he's, he's got this election. It's, it's a wrap. It's done. And we don't need to, you don't need to be freaked out. And, and we could be excited. And we could have a party on Wednesday because it's just over. And God's will that was set in place a long, long time ago, we, we see what happens. We, he, it's done. Do you understand that you're part of God's kingdom? You've said yes to Jesus. You're part of God's kingdom. And so when, we, when, when, we, when you see what's rolling down the pipe politically in our country or what's happening in our country, it can, it can, fear can creep in real quick. But when you say, oh, wait a minute, I'm part of God's kingdom. If they killed me today, I'm with Christ for eternity. We, we need to grab hold of that. And then here's, here's the commitment I'm going to ask you to do. Would you, for the next two days, be praying for our country? Be praying for Donald Trump. Be praying for Hillary Clinton. 
be praying for Evan Bai. He's one that I keep seeing a, a thing about, and I don't even know who the other guy is. He has a mustache. He looks like Colonel Sanders, kind of. <laughs> I th- he looks like a guy you would cookie popcorn. Thank you. <laughs> See, I described him. Would you be committed to praying before you post? Would you be committed to praying before you speak? Would you be committed that when the fear creeps in, when Tuesday morning happens and you go to your poll to pray and say, God, you've got this. You've got this, God. Would you be considered? And then go, go vote for whoever you want to vote for. It's not my place to tell you who to vote for. You, you vote for who you want to vote for. But would you pray? It's my place to say our job is to pray. Would you be committed to doing that? If that's a yes, would you stand up? If it's a no, you can stay seated. But I kept my word. 15 minutes. I think today's been a good day. It's been exciting. We have a pool here. If you're one that's saying, I want to be baptized, we will baptize you right now. I'm just, I'm just saying. We did it last year. We had somebody right off the bat say, I want to be baptized. So we just we dunked him in his clothes. If you're a family member that came to watch this, the videos that you saw will be posted through Facebook or on our website. They will be made available to you. So if you want the video of of your special person, they will be made available, the pictures and that sort of thing. Here's how the next just few minutes as we wrap up is going to go. We're going to end with a closing worship song. And then as a church, we always make a point to, to make available for anybody who wants prayer. So if you want to be prayed for for whatever, maybe, you're, maybe the fear of, of this election is gripping you to the point where just the simplicity of God's sovereignty or, or, or that we're not citizens, we're citizens of God, you, that's, just, that's, that's over your head. And you're just, you're just, you've bought into the fear. And, and you know, that stinks. But the, the, the best thing to do is take care of that. And so we want to pray with you. So, so here's how the next few moments are going to go. We're going to close in prayer, and then we're going to have a worship song. While that worship song is going, it's your time to talk to God. It's your time to say, God, is there anything that you want to deal with me on? Or you, maybe you're dealing with something. There will be people that will come and stand in the front rows here. As the song is coming to a close, we want to invite you just to come up and, and just meet one of the people and ask them to pray for you. And they will. And they'll love with you and love on you and pray for you and ask God to to join in with whatever you're dealing with. And that's what this time is for. And then you can stay here as long as you want. When the song ends, if you're not getting prayed for, if you're ready to head on out, if you could take your conversations and everything out the door, that way those that want to stay here and continue to worship and pray or be prayed for, we can just give them this room, okay?